Blog Talk Radio. What's up, everybody? It's the mayor of Slamtown, Johnny Mundo, and you're listening to On the Mat Radio with Fabi Chulo. Johnny Morrison doing our intro, and he's actually just signed a multi-year uh, deal with the WWE because he was awesome. doing so well. They decided to bring him back or whatever. If we can get that dude on, it'd be great again because that would be great. Doing, yeah, yeah, man, awesome. But real quick for the people that are listening to us, you're here. You're at On the Mat Radio with your host Fabi Chulo, and of course I got the producer extraordinaire Cody Rhodes bringing us in and out. Don't forget, you can always go to onthemat.com, check out all the latest information um, and all the videos and stuff that they have up there. And, of course, you could just click the OTM radio button and check out some of the archives and stuff that we have up there. It, it, we're back in the swing of things, so if you want to check out some of the archives to see what's happening, because the holidays are coming up. So That's we don't for know sure. What, yeah, in the next couple weeks or whatever, we don't know if we'll be live on Thursdays or not. It just depends on what's happening, because uh, Cody Rhodes has a life. <laughs> to live. Yeah. Although, although we're, we're, he's a mystery man since he's moved to Phoenix, we're talking about that before we went on air. They're saying that uh, he's working at a, a family planning, he's working at a vet's office, a clinic, uh, all kinds of stuff. So we don't know. But anyways, and of course, you know, we got to work, right, Cody? Because uh, that's for sure. This radio show doesn't pay the bills. We love it. Don't get us wrong. But yeah, sponsors, if you're listening to us, let us know. We'll hook you up. We'll, that would be the, nice. The, the, the new year will bring you a new deal. And let me tell you something. We're willing to work with you, so let's get it done. <laughs> yes, for anyways, sure. Uh, also, don't forget, you can go to MyLuckyGee.com. Check that out. Holidays are coming. They're, they're, it's a trip because they go through the, the all the warehouse and everything, and then they check out the gees. And if they have, like, one or two left, they blow them out at a good price. Unfortunately for us... Yeah, it's the extra uh, small. smaller <laughs> it's the smaller geese. But for the guys that are in shape and <laughs> ready to go, you could you could get one at a good discount. And even if you don't, they'll they'll hook there's usually usually always like, you know, a twenty percent off if you if you you know, give a coupon or say a specific uh code word or whatever. So make sure you check out my lucky gee. As a matter of fact, Cody Rhodes. Um uh-huh. well let me let me explain who's coming on now. First of all, I only booked two people because I talked to Scotty Nelson, and he's like, you know, like you said before, you're rushed, you know, for for people. But as Cody Rhodes, as you know, I'm always telling you, uh, a lot of times I'll book people, and then they won't answer or at the last minute. You know, just like Jamie Hinshaw, we wanted to get her on. Yeah, that would have been great. And, you know, a lot of uh, what you can understand, a lot of fighters don't want to really say, uh, not that she is, don't get me wrong, like, well, we're cutting weight or I got an injury or whatever. They don't want anybody to know what's going on, so they'd rather just, you know, keep everything under wraps, which is cool. You know, we got to understand that. So not that she is, just Jamie said, hey, I'm sorry, I'm super, super, super busy getting ready for a fight, so you you don't really want to interrupt them when they're getting ready for a fight. So, sure we do. What are you talking about? Exactly. So, so. I booked uh, Jason Barrio to come on at at about the 7:15 mark. Now, when I talked to him, he's like, you know what? We we might be cutting weight. I don't know, or we might be, you know, uh, getting ready for other things or whatever. Because Tito, that's Tito Ortiz's uh, striking coach, and Tito Ortiz has a big fight coming up against. Do you know who he's fighting, uh, Cody Rhodes? I do not. He is fighting uh, Alberto El Patron, who is. Ooh. Or who used to be Alberto Del Rio in the WWE. Ooh. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about that. I got, I want to talk to you, Cody Rhodes, in length about that. So um, I said no problem. He said just you know shoot me a text or give me a call seven fifteen. Hopefully I'll be able to answer the phone. But if we're busy, and I'm like, dude, we totally understand. You know we know what it's like getting ready for a fight or whatever. No problem. So. Then when I talked to Batiste, um, you know, of course, he's got classes that he teaches over there at Millennia MMA. So I told him about mm-hmm. 7.45, we'll get you on. A lot to talk to him about. You know, we've always had a good working relationship with Millennia MMA, and I had been wanting to talk to him for a while because Lorenz Larkin, um, his last fight at Bellator, last two, to be honest, I mean, he looked outstanding. I mean, super fast. I mean, he was throwing punches, moving, getting out of the way. I mean, that was really uh, the best I've I've seen him look in a long time. So he's got a big fight coming up in Bellator in Japan, Saitama. Gotcha. Super arena. Yeah, so we'll talk to him about that. And then the other um, 
fighter that they have, Tatiana Suarez, who of course Cody Rhodes is a wrestler, uh, wrestling uh-huh. background. She's just she's just nails. And her last three fights were against top top opponents that that you know she was ready for for a title shot or whatever. And then she had an injury. It came out. Uh, uh. I think Sports Nation or whatever, um, she had That's some neck worse. problems and all that. And she says she feels okay, but, you know, especially if you're going to make a, a title run or get that title shot, you don't want to go in there with nagging uh-uh. problems or you want to be 100%. Definitely not. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll talk to Batiste a little bit about that as well as Millennia MMA. What's what's cool about them is they have a Sunday open mat for wrestling, so you could just come down and and, and roll uh-huh. with some with some people, work on your wrestling techniques and stuff like that, which is good because wrestling season is pretty much That's here. What we need. So uh-huh. yeah, so so we look forward to that. So, anyways, that's what we got going on. But before we get into that, I wanted to talk a little because we've been off the air. Uh, for a little while, so, but I still, I, I got to be honest, I didn't keep up as much as I should because I thought we were done, to be honest. Slacker. So Slacker. I was like, man. But, and then again, Cody, you know, I talked to you about this a lot on the air and off the air. You know, it, it just used to be so nice that you would watch UFC on, on Fox Sports. That's it. Either mm-hmm. Fox Sports or you get the pay-per-view. That's it. Now with this new thing, it's, you know, it. It's on ESPN. It's on ESPN Plus. It's on ESPN Five. It, it's everybody it's wants to make place. a dollar. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So it's like you know, and 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 not so much that I'm cheap. I mean, everybody knows I'm I'm cheap. But I mean, how much you know, the USC Fight Pass, the ESPN app, you know, all this Danzig or whatever it's called, Danzig app or whatever. There's like 50 million apps that you got to get now to see some of yeah. these fights. So although. I thought they were going to be the ones that weren't going to get that way. It was it was mostly uh, Bellator was on um, the – it's called the Paramount Network now. They used to be Spike, which was pretty cool. They still have some on Spike, but now they went to the app also. So I don't know, you know, if you, if you could buy the pay-per-view or, or whatever. So, yeah. you know, that, that's that, – to, to me, it, it – like I said, I can't remember who we talked to on the show when we were saying – you know, it was oh, I think it was Ed Soares about Access TV, because you can go to Access TV, you can see these guys, that gets their name out there, that starts to get them going to where they can actually get to the UFC or Bellator, which is where everybody wants to go. Yeah, you know? of so course. It was, it was nice, but the the, uh, <laughs> the Access T Access TV contract uh, expired with with. Um, with LFA, so they ended up moving over to the UFC Fight Pass, which, in a way, is good. In a way, is but to me, it's it's bad because I I enjoy Friday nights. I was able to watch it, you know, look forward to it, and and, and have those guys on the show promote it. Then you could see it, and and it worked out really well. But now they went to the UFC Fight Pass, which for them is good because that gives you even more reason to get the UFC Fight Pass, right? Oh, yeah, they got. Because not not only that they got you know a lot of the jujitsu EBI um, stuff like that and then now they're adding LFA, which is good for them. But I still you know would much rather see it on on the big screen and not have to yeah. download an app and worry about making my payment on there or whatever. We just did everything the the old fashioned way. But I don't know Cody Rhodes and maybe it's me. I mean am I um, not moving into the future with these apps or what? Yeah, apps are the way of the future, man. <laughs> Streaming, because, apps, everything. Because Erin Muro is just she's an app fiend. She has everything, and she I just watches don't have everything. That kind of app money. Yeah, yeah. Well, we don't. Have, none of us have Erin Muro money, but that that's yeah. neither here nor there. But and on the other hand, she says, you know. But the thing is, if I have the app and and I could go somewhere where there's Wi-Fi, I can you know put it on right there. I could watch it at the coffee house. I could watch it, you know, that's, wherever. I could be waiting, waiting mobile. in the waiting room. Well, it yeah, makes so, sense. I understand it, it but it just sucks exactly. for the people that are older that yeah. are, don't like the apps. Yeah, I just like to, you know, order the pay-per-view and have some people over and watch it and, you know, have a good time. I don't know if I go, hey, I'm going to watch the pay-per-view. I'm going to bring my phone over and we can watch it or whatever. So, I, yeah, hey, right. uh, uh, more power to you. I mean, whatever, whatever uh, floats your boat or whatever. I don't know about – you know if the guys get any money from that because you know they stopped all that with the UFC because they made that deal with Reebok, so they weren't allowed to put sponsors. Uh, see, uh, Bellator hasn't gotten away from that. You can see if you got sponsors, you could put them on your um, 
on your uh, fight shorts. Yeah, you can make a banner and stuff like that. So, I mean, at least give them something, you know, not just uh, kill them all together. I think they've come out with the with the pay scales for Reebok. And if you have to have a certain amount of fights to get a certain amount of money and stuff like that. So, uh, uh, you know, to me, yeah, it, it, it kind of, I mean, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, we, I mean, I guess all that remains to be seen. We'll see what happens. I just worry about the fighters, man. I remember when Charles you know, was was coming up with Tap Out and all that, and he was always trying to help them guys. He was always like, look, man, we'll sponsor you. Just wear my Tap Out shorts. You know, we'll take care of you. And then oh, the guy started... I think, I think that's the problem now is that there's... MMA and everything is so much more mainstream now that... It's a business. It's a business. Yeah. And people are wanting to... To you know, take a chance with you know they don't have to they don't have to get it out there anymore because everybody's already out there. Exactly, exactly. And, but, so. and then a lot of the people that I talk to, you know, say you know it is kind of watered down now. Before you used to have to be yep. a bad That's you know MF for to be, but yeah, now they have to put a certain amount of shows on or whatever, so they have to have fighters. You know, so that, that kind of watered it down or whatever. But I mean, exactly. it's still a big business. I mean, it's still huge. You know, when when you think about it, or whatever. So, I mean, I, whatever, dude. I just I, maybe I'm still living in the dark ages, but I just want wow. the guys to get paid. I've seen, I've sat yeah. at that side directly um, on the side of the cage and seen them guys get hit, and st- and it it takes a lot, man, to get in that cage and and throw punches and take punches and you know I've seen guys get bones broken and stuff like that. It's a lot, man. So I just want them to get what they deserve. You know, that that's that's all I'm talking about. So anyways, um, let's go ahead, uh, Cody Rhodes. Let's take a quick break. I'm going to shoot Jason Parrillo a, a text. Um, if he's cool, we'll give him a call. If not, we'll, we'll continue with some news because I got a lot I want to talk about because that's all I did today was check out the news and uh, uh, got a lot to talk about as far as what's happening. So, Cody, take us to a quick break. We'll be right back after this. Okay, Cody Rhodes, I sent him a text to see if he's going to be okay uh, to make it, so we'll we'll see what's going on. So for the people listeners, you're here, you're at On The Mat Radio with Fabi Chulo, and of course, Cody Rhodes bringing us out, bringing us in and out. We'll talk a little bit about uh, the UFC, Bellator, what, what it takes for you to, to get the stuff or whatever. So as we wait to see if Jason Barrio is going to be able to come on, that that's what I want. Here, here's the thing that I, I can't remember who I was talking to. I think... Uh, it might have been one of the guys who works for the commission, or I can't remember who. But we were talking. Oh no, no, it was it was one of the guys that works with them. And and I was saying, you know, th- this is this is what we're talking about uh, the Diaz brothers. And I was telling him, hey man, regardless of of whatever, because I mean to be honest, D- Nate Diaz was taking some serious punishment from from uh, Jorge Masvidal. Or whatever, and and that's what he was saying. He goes, man, it's, I'm glad they stopped that fight. I didn't want. I said, you know what? But the thing is, the, the Diaz brothers, for whatever is whatever, the, whatever the way they act or whatever, I don't know what the specific word is, gangster or whatever. They don't duck anybody, and they don't go, hey man, I, I'm gonna fight this guy because I know I can whoop his ass, or whatever. Yeah. They say, okay, this is supposed to be the top fight of the. Okay, let's do it. You know, and and they do it. There's a, a uh, Matt Hughes. I couldn't stand that guy. Yeah. Was, uh, he was a bully. I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you. We stayed away from him when we were with Tap Out because I just he just was one of those guys that would you know and he and he's like a little um, I I called him Baby Barney Rubble because he was like a stocky just like a like a fire hydrant and if he grabs you and and gloves up on you it's like dude <laughs> so I didn't want no part of that so yeah but that dude too they'd say this is who you're fighting and that's it he didn't say oh no I'm gonna fight this guy or I don't want to fight this guy I'm gonna fight this yeah guy. yeah right. He would take the fight. That's it. That that's who you fight, and that's it. So now, to me, it's starting to get like that. It's starting to get to where these guys are like, no, I'm not going to fight this guy. I want to fight this guy, or I'm gonna. It, it, it honestly, it sh- that when we we're talking about that earlier, Cody Rhodes about it being a business. 
That's uh-huh. what I'm saying. It's it's you know people people um, make fun of pro wrestling and they say oh it's stupid it's fake, but the thing is that's it's it's very similar because if you have somebody that's got a look that 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 can put people in the seats they're gonna keep that guy winning because they want the people to come and see him. Starting to get the same way in there. Oh, I got this guy. He's undefeated. Well, let's put him up against this guy because we know if we put him up against this guy, he's going to give him a fight, and and that could end all that. You know what I mean? That's 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 kind of the way it's going. I'll give you a couple examples. Um, Henry Cejudo won the belt. He beat Demetrius Johnson, who's a hell of a fighter. I mean, that guy is nails um, as far as a fighter. He beat him. So I don't know if it was supposed to be a rematch or who the top contenders, but he's doing the same thing. No, I want to fight Joseph Benavides or whatever. It's like, what the hell, man? Why do you get to choose who you want to fight? The the comparison Cody Rhodes that I make is that that's like if the Dodgers said, well, we have a lot of trouble with the Cardinals, so we're just not going to play them. We're going to play the Montreal Expos. And it's like, what the hell is that? You know what I mean? It, it It makes no sense. And that's the way it was in boxing. When Oscar De La Hoya was on top, they wanted that guy winning. He was a draw. You know, the, uh, that that was the the most they've ever seen women go to fights ever. You know, it was always men. But then once he started getting up there and he got the belt, you had women going to come and check him out. And all. So they wanted that guy to keep – they wanted him to be winning. You know yeah. what I mean? So nothing for nothing. He had some good opponents, but they didn't put him up against the people that would, you know – that would really give him a good fight, although he was, you know, pretty good or whatever. But anyways, that's what I'm saying. That's why I have so much respect for, for the Diaz brothers. Um, even Donald Cerrone. Donald Cerrone will fight whoever. I mean, that dude's taking a lot of punishment, but if they say this is who you're going to fight, like, let's do it. You know, so regardless of whatever happens with him, mad respect for that dude. Just He just does it. Now, he's got – you know, everybody wants to fight Conor McGregor. Because Conor yeah, McGregor is the—he's a big draw. That's, that's the money fight right there. Yeah, a, mi- a million people he could fight. Jorge mm-hmm. Saint Pierre, uh, even Masvidal wanted a piece of him. Well, any of the Diaz brothers, all that, and all of a sudden they say, okay, well he's going to fight Donald Cerrone, which is a good, a good fight for him. But we were talking about that too. Donald Cerrone's been through some wars. I mean, that guy's been through a lot of wars and stuff like that. So, I think. I don't want to say because I don't know. I'm just this is just my opinion. So I think Conor McGregor said, you know what, this is who I want to fight. He's had a lot of fights. You know, he's getting towards the tail end of his career or whatever. So I think, of course he does. He wants that. He said, cool. Okay, uh, Jason Parillo said we can give him a call. Let me just text him back real quick. Hold on one second here. Luckily, Cody, I have my brand new mic stand, so I'm able to talk while. Oh, that's texting so here. lovely. So lovely that you have that now. <laughs> so let me just – I, I uh, guys hasn't taken a picture yet, but it's awesome because it's uh, uh, taped to my uh, commuter mug, which is giving me the perfect space or whatever. So let's go ahead and um, – I'm sorry. Give Jason Parillo a call. Okay. Did you double-check the numbers tonight? I, I, I did. Okay, good. Hello. Hey, Jason, it's Fabiano. You're on On The Mat Radio Live. Can you hear me, my friend? How you doing, man? Uh, I can hear you. Great. We're doing well for the people listening to us. You're here. You're at On The Mat Radio with your host, Fabi Chulo. Of course, i got my man Cody Rhodes bringing us in and out. And on the line with us right now, very busy right now. Well, there's really never a time that he's not busy. Jason Parrio. Jason, how are you, my friend? How you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. I'm just sitting out here in Texas just waiting for... uh, just helping Tito just finishing cutting weight right now. Yeah. And uh, we're about to go get some of the eat. How are you doing? Uh, we're doing good. You know, um, I, I got to tell you, man, it, it's funny because when I always post who I'm going to have on the show, um, and I put that I had Jason Barrio, people say, oh, ask him this and ask him why is Tito not fighting this, but just all this stuff that they put. But the thing that caught my eye before we get to talking about Tito, big fight coming up against uh, Alberto El Patron for Combate Americas coming up this uh Saturday, uh, everybody was asking me, ask him, because uh, I'm not too familiar with boxing, and I know uh, the uh, Ruiz or whoever who got knocked out by uh, Deontay Wilder or something, it's like one punch and he was out, 
and they said, ask him, is that, you know, is it just the power that this guy has, or is it just they caught him off guard, or whatever? Can, can you answer that question for us? Well, you're not talking about Ruiz, I don't think. You're talking about uh, Ruiz is fighting tomorrow, uh, just Saturday night. He's fighting uh, he's fighting the Englishman, but you, you, wait, you're talking about Dante Wilder's last fight? Yes, yes. Is that Tito's group? No. Uh, no? I, okay. Okay, I, 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 sorry. So say it again. So, so yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, at the end of the day, Dante Wilder, one of his his best attributes. Yeah. Uh, I think we're losing him. Go ahead. Can you hear him, Cody Rhodes? I can hear him, but can you hear me? Yeah, we're breaking up there a little bit. Yeah, we got you, Jason. Go let, ahead. let me step outside right now. That, that way, maybe you can hear me better. Um, yeah, I mean, as far as project power is concerned, I mean, you know, for me and what I've noticed, uh, you know, through my lifetime, you know, the leverage and, the, you know, leverage and power could be developed a little bit, but, you know, to have a heavy hand, you know, is kind of something you're born with. So, you know, you, you look at Dante Wilder's frame and the way he, you know, you look at the aggression, the way he throws his punches, you know, he puts it, he, he, he's trying to knock you out, you know, he believes in his punch and power too as well. I mean, is there a mental is there mentalness to it? I don't know. At the end of the day, but you know, a heavy hand is something you're born with. I definitely yeah. believe in that. And plus, they say, well, they're heavyweights, so if they if they catch you, that's it. You know, you just just right, you're gonna go out or whatever. Which I would assume has a lot to do with it. But you know, not only that, the questions that come up, they're like, well, why is Tito fighting? Um, you know, El Patron. Why doesn't he go back to the UFC? And why? But I'm like, you know. Um, Alberto uh, El Patron came out and said, you know, I actually wanted this fight. I, I, Combate Americas has been treating me so well. I want to test myself, and, and, and this is the fight that I want to go to. Now, you know, I don't know where this came from, but I don't know what, if people think that Tito is, is on his way down or whatever, but I've seen him training, and, stuff, and it's not like he's ever stopped. He's always been training. He's always been um, in the mix, and his last two fights, he looked really good. You know, so do you think people just are getting the wrong perception? Or, or give us your thoughts on this fight because people are thinking, I read it in the news this morning, oh, well, this is, they, Tito knows that he can run over this dude or whatever, but it's not. People don't know that Alberto Del Rio, El Patron, he's fought in pride and he's won a medal in the Olympics and stuff like that. So do you start, uh, you know, keeping Tito to make sure he keeps him on his feet? Or how, how's all that? The, I, I know you don't want to give away a game plan, but how's that been working out? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, you know, you had a few questions there. I'll I'll try to see if I can figure out, you know, <laughs> yeah. see if I can remember them all right now. But, um, you know, you know exactly. I mean, Alberto called him out. It's something that you know you want to challenge yourself. And you know, Tito, you know, is is, is still willing to fight. He still wants to fight. You know, yeah. as far as him, as far as him fighting in the UFC or something along those lines, Tito would fight in the UFC if that if, if there was a call made to him. I think yeah. at the day, Tito, I think would fight anywhere if there was a call made to him, and, and, and obviously money's right, and uh, and it made sense. You know, he's put, you know, 22 years into this, so and he's still willing, willing to fight. He's still healthy. He's still, you know, he's still showing up in the gym and and, and looking, you know, like a beast. So at the end of the day, it's, it's it's something that he loved to do, and and like you said, Alberto challenged him. You know, and it's yeah. something that he took and. And in, his, in, in, in the grand scheme of things, it's a dangerous challenge. So, you know, like you said, these big guys, you know, anybody, anything can happen. You know, a big guy's yeah. got power. Oh, and, and you're running in the wrong thing against a big man. You know, it, it could be uh, it could be nights out. You know, lights out and, and the night's over. But, um, you know, it, 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 Tito wants to continue to fight a couple more fights. I don't think this necessarily is, a, is the last fight that he wants to fight. You know, I've I've actually in the past have encouraged him even to, you know, not even encourage just you know, let you know, him, myself, his team, his family have all thought you know you've done enough and you can could, you know, you can go on and do other things, but it's just something that he loves to do and it's something that yeah. I think he can, uh, you know, it, it's the best way he can influence people, you know, in in the way they want to. I think he's really you know. He's really about trying to influence people in a positive way, and I think uh, he can get most people's he can get more attention from people by what he's always done, and that's being a fighter. You know, he's sticking to what kept him famous and what made him famous, and that's fighting. 
Exactly, and it's in the blood. You know, once it's in the blood, it it doesn't leave. You know what I mean? That's what that's what they were born to bred to do, and that's what they that's what they know, and they don't. You know, they want to keep going. Now, another question. It wasn't posed directly to to Jason, but one that I get I've gotten often since since the Nate Diaz fight. Um, I got a lot of people saying, "Well, look, Nate Diaz was wasn't doing very well. He was cut up. He was busted up." And Nate is a type of person that's like, "No way, bro. I want to keep going. I want to keep going." So a lot of people said that his corner should have threw in the towel or said, "Hey, you know that's it, bro. Let's live to fight another day." And I thought the same thing. I thought, "Man, I don't, you know, he he I don't want to see him get busted up anymore." But Nate and his brother, those are the type of guys, and, and Tito for that matter, where they would say, "No, no, keep keep going, keep going." Is there a point? Were were you in your mind say, hey, I know he's going to get mad, but I I got to stop this fight. I want to live to fight another day. Or did you already know? Like, let's just say Tito or or Christina Cyborg or whatever you say. You know what? I'm not going to. I'm going to let them keep going and let them make the decision. Does it? Is it? Think you'll ever get to that point? Well, you know what? I've I've been in. I've been in. I've been in uh, quite a few situations. Situations where I've actually been in a situation where I have stopped a fight. Yeah. You know, I, I stopped. I stopped the fight with uh, GSP and uh, BJ Penn. You know, oh, and yeah. and, uh, yeah. and 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 really, at the end of the day, that's knowing your athlete, knowing your fighter. You yeah. know, I, 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 I they, they they know their guy. They, 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 Diaz's quarters uh, have been with him since day one. They know yeah. what he's got in the tank. They know what he's. They know his durability. They know what what he can do. I mean, there were cuts. Yeah, you know they're affected. They should have been. It, it was stopped. Obviously, that's why you have doctors there because yeah. you know none of the cornermen's are doctors. You know they they'll believe in their guys sometimes. You know to their detriment. You know yeah. uh, for me, that's why I think it's so important to have experience in a relationship with your fighter when you're working their corners because you know what you know what they have. You know they there's right. you know, some guys in their mind they're going I can still go out there. But you know, at the end of the day, they don't got it left in the tank, because you know, you know, you've seen them in bad situations in the gym. You've seen them in bad situations in fights in the prior, in the past. You know what I mean? So, I, you know, it, 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 those type of situations are really, uh, you know, they're, they're they're really. I mean, that's why again, that's why I say you, you have the doctor. You know, yeah. that's the beautiful thing about the doctor. I think a lot of people are upset with the doctor, but at the same time, I've had fights with. Guys like Michael Bisping, who were cut up all over the fucking place, you know, and 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 and, may, and, and those are fights that I think that you know those are fights that some people would look at as, as a severe, horrible cut that you know some people think yeah. the fights could be stopped. But but I'm also at that point I'm looking at my fighter in the face and I'm having a communication. I'm talking to him and I know what he has. You know yeah. I know I know that he can go and I know he can keep going and I know that. I know that he can pull it off. So, yeah, it's a judgment call. You know, and, and, and a big part of it is uh, it's just really knowing your athlete, I think, at the end of the day. Yeah. And, it's see, that's not just because he's on the, on the show, but that's what the, the way Jason is. It's more of a um, uh, like a relationship with the spider. And, and one thing that always sticks out to me is when we were watching the lead-up to one of the fights with Tito, Tito said something about himself. Like, I don't know, I'm so stupid. I can't even look at him. You go, why are you saying that, man? Don't say that about yourself. You're, you're, you're a champion, you know, or whatever. And and that, like, really stuck to me because I was like, man, that, that, you know, that's a good coach uh, relationship. But I got to tell you, man, not, not again, not just because you're on the show, but I think, you know, Tito, that's a smart move. Michael Biz being uh, Christina Cyborg Santos because when, when uh, Rafael Dos Anjos fought, when he was when you were working with the man, that was the sharpest I've ever seen. I mean, that guy was throwing jabs, moving. He was ducking punches. He was coming with the uppercut, setting him up. That was far and away one of the best fights that I had seen him fight. You know, after he had started working with him or whatever. So, hey, we wish you all the best of luck. Please tell Tito. You know, we we wish him the best of luck in his in his fight for the people there, business. Don't there, forget. Tell, it. tell yourself. You're Go for it. Tito, what's up, man? Hey, Tito, how you doing, man? How you feel? I do really good, man. I'm two ten and a half right now. I actually get to enjoy a little dinner tonight, day before the weigh-in. The first time in my career, I've actually been able to do this. But the ten for a five-pound allowance helps me out a lot, man. I'm focused. I'm I'm ready to kill. 
I, you know, I got to tell you, man, there's a lot of buzz for this fight. I mean, when we said we were going to have Jason on, people were, were uh, sending me emails, texts, and stuff like that. And they're like, hey, man, we think – first of all, they're saying that, that he called you out, which was a big mistake. But I'm like, hey, this guy's not a joke, man. This guy's, you know, fought in pride and stuff like that. So you, you definitely have to be on your best, right? 100%. That's why I started my camp 19 weeks ago, man. I, I'm ready for war, though, let me tell you. Definitely. Hey, man, we definitely look forward to it, Tito, man. Good luck uh, in your fight for sure. We'll make sure we promote it on the show. All right, my man? I appreciate it, man. Thank you very much. All right. You got it. All right, bud. All right, man. Hey. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, hey. Jason. Hey, thanks a lot. We look forward to that fight, and we'll talk to you again real soon. All right, my friend? All right. All right. Take it easy. All right, man. A million thank yous for the people. Listeners. Don't forget, <laughs> Jason Parrio. Check him on social media. Uh, take us to a quick break, Cody. We'll be right back after this. Jason Parrio, everybody. Make sure you check him out. How about that, huh? About the seven, what was that? About the seven twenty-eight mark. Tito came on, let us know how he was doing. Uh, that, that's huge, man, because he doesn't, you know, do very much as far as like radio shows and stuff like that. So yeah, uh, that great. was pretty cool. I really appreciate that, it. It's awesome. That was pretty cool, yeah, for him to come on. So when we when we uh, put everything on social media, we'll let him know that he came in about the seven twenty-eight mark. But but that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm saying, man. I, I love Alberto Del Rio to death, man. That's Dos Carras Jr.'s son. You know, he's put, but. You know, Tito, I don't know what they're thinking, man. Tito's a bad dude. We He's going to whoop some ass. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. And then when you have somebody like Jason Parrillo uh, as your striking coach, uh, like I was saying before Tito yeah. came on, that, uh, that Dos Anjos, I, I saw a huge change in him, just in, in the way he was moving and, and throwing punches and stuff like that. So we definitely look forward to that fight for the people that are listening. Don't forget, it's happening this Saturday. It's on Combate Americas. If you want to go, I think it's CombateAmericas.com. You can check it out there. Um, Alberto, he used to wrestle as Alberto Del Rio. He's Alberto El Patron now in Combate Americas, who he, I believe he's the president of, of the company. More like oh, yeah? the face of the company, yeah. So he he, gotcha. he does a lot of the uh, like matchmaking, and he's there when they do the weigh-ins, and you know he's involved big time media-wise and stuff like that. So, and, and for the people that are listening that that aren't too familiar with him, he he does have a, a, a huge background. He was a, I believe Greco-Roman silver medalist at the Pan Am Games, Greco-Roman wrestling, uh-huh. and then he fought in Pride, which was huge back then. He he fought Mirko Krokop when Mirko Krokop was in his prime. Wow. And he was known he was known for that left high kick. So Alberto Del Rio was one he he was fighting as Dos Carras Junior back then. He actually was one of the first to fight an MMA match with the mask on. He had like a specially wow. made mask to, to fight it and was doing okay. You could tell he was trying to close the distance or whatever, but he just got cracked by that by that Mirko Krokop left high kick. And and then after that I think he did a couple uh, a couple of smaller shows in Japan uh, out there and did okay, did did pretty well, or whatever. Won a few decisions, so it's not like he doesn't know what he's doing. He he he's a you know a legit MMA fighter, but you know you're talking to Tito Ortiz, man. This yeah. you know former 205 pound champion, you know, and mm-hmm. one of the first fights that um, that I got to go to with Tap Out for Tap Out Radio was when Tito fought uh, Chuck Liddell the first time. And oh, let me wow. tell you something. That place was it was at the Mandalay Bay and it was ridiculous. I mean that place was packed, the crowd was hot, half of the half of the crowd was for Chuck and half of it was for Tito. You yeah. know, and, and so so he I would say as much as Forrest Griffin and Stephen Bonner put uh mixed martial arts on the map, I would say Chuck Liddell against Tito was right there. Was right there with it. I mean they wow. you know that place, that was a I mean it was just packed. It was so packed that we that they the media had a like an elevator that went from from the floor to the third floor where the media section was where you, where they had the press conference and stuff. We had to wait three times for that elevator because it was so packed with media just to get back up, you know, to the media Jeez. area or whatever. So it was huge. It was huge, man. It was it was really good. So, you know that 
that just says a lot about you know who Tito is and Chuck and guys like that. So that, that. That's a that's a huge fight. That's a that's a huge fight. So we'll we'll see what happens with that. I, I mean, I gotta be honest, man. Uh, <laughs> I think Tito's gonna crush him. I I this hey, happened to all me the more power to him. <laughs> This happened to me before with Brock Lesnar and, and, and Cain Velasquez. I thought Brock – I was literally on air. We did a live broadcast from Downey Brewery, and I was saying, please say a prayer for Cain Velasquez because Brock Lesnar's going to kill him or whatever. And Cain Velasquez took him down and pounded him out. So oh, I had wow. to go back. I had to go back on the air and eat crow and say, yeah, I'm sorry, or whatever. So I, you can never say never. That's but true. the way this looks. Dude, and and – Tito, you know, he'll stand with you for a while. If he starts to get uh, a, a, a few punches at him, he's just going to close this. He's going to take you down. If he takes you down and is in the top position, that's it. He's going to hit you with elbows. He's going to hit you with punches, and, and it's it's going to be it. So if if uh, Alberto Patron can keep it on the feet, you know, he has a pretty good chance. If he can get him, take him to the ground and be on top, which is a lot of people yeah. have tried. And yeah. The only one who was really successful was Randy Couture, and he has a chance. But I mean, it remains to be seen. You can, right, Cody? I can never say no. He doesn't have a chance because you can oh, get yeah. him one shot, and that'll be it. So yeah, that's true. Get we look, we look right forward spot, to yeah, down. Exactly, man. We'll have to see, I just don't want to have to eat crow again after the uh, last one. But hey, well, it, we'll, it was we'll cool. wish Tito good luck. Yeah, it was cool for him to come on. We won't say that and, he's going to get for her. <laughs> yeah, and wrap, wrap with us for a second. Maybe we can. I don't know if he still has punishment athletic clothing or whatever. So we had, mm. as a matter of fact, uh, uh, Scotty Nelson and Tito had a working relationship, and oh, they were putting sweet. punishment punishment athletic clothes in uh, on the match shops. So he's he's nice. you know pretty familiar with that. So maybe we can get that going again. Scotty, I'm helping you out, bro. Let's do it. Anyways, uh, got Batiste Mansouri coming up in about about eight minutes or so. We're gonna talk some Millennia MMA, some Lorenz Larkin, and some Tatiana Suarez. But you know that's part of what I was talking about is how they're, you know, doing the different shows and stuff like that. So that that was one that I was gonna talk about. But since we got to have Tito on, it, it worked out for us. So yeah, of course, we really appreciate going, that. Kind of going back to what what I was saying and what we've been talking about here, um, Jose Aldo. Who was the the champ for quite some time? He's he's dropping to a different weight level. He's going lower because he oh, wants okay. to um, he wants to fight. And so you know when when I'm going on the computer and I'm checking out all the news stories and everything, I come across one that says Jose Aldo looking very gaunt, whatever that means. I guess that means skinny or whatever. But they said looking very gaunt. Uh, as he's cutting weight. So they show him, and dude, he looked like he was skin and bones. And then when I read the caption that said he's got 15 more pounds to go, I oh, thought he's going to freaking die. I mean, you know, once you get to a certain amount of yeah. that, it's just, yeah, you have nothing left. And there's mm-hmm. been people who uh, I've read in, in the news stories or whatever that have uh, gotten paralyzed, like partial paralysis from from cutting so much weight. And, you know, people getting sick and, you know, really bad uh-huh. or whatever. But, I mean, dude, I mean, what do you think it's going to take for these guys to realize that, dude, you're, you're, he's – and if he drops to the 15 pounds, he can't be at full strength, right? Yeah, definitely not, especially if you're cutting yeah. weight. It's going to be – you're going to be hurting for energy. And And, you know, what they used to do. Cody Rose, but what what they banned now is they would take like two five hundred LR bags of um, you know lactated ringers yeah. and start an IV and start getting the fluids back in them. But you can't do that anymore. That that's totally uh, um, illegal. So now you, I guess you you got to drink the water <laughs> to get the water back in your system. So as a medical professional, LV yeah. and Cody Rhodes, well, okay, you you let's say you make weight, okay, and uh-huh. you, you had to drop that last ten pounds and it's all water. Yeah. And, and you're not okay if you if you put the IV in. How long would it take you to get to get the the hydration back? Just two bags, well, maybe pounds, about an hour. Pounds of water. Yeah, I uh-huh. mean, you'd be that's crazy. That would take you. That would take you a little bit. Most well, what of about the day. if you got an IV? Yeah, I would say most of the day. But you just oh, have to. It would take most of the day with an IV. Yeah, to gain that much water back. If you lost ten pounds worth of water. Yeah. Ten pounds worth of water, trying to get that back in your body. Yeah, because like it's not health. It's not like you're gonna fluid overload your system. So if you have yeah. to drink the water to get it back in your system, was it gonna take you four days? 
Yeah, probably. Because <laughs> you got to fight the next day. <laughs> yeah, you better that's just, be drinking. That's just water. not gonna happen. Yeah. Hey, dude, you, you you're you're gonna freaking die, let alone be not healthy for the fight. Your stomach be so dude, swollen, you wouldn't be able to eat. Dude, that is ridiculous. That that makes mm-hmm. no sense whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ch- Chael Sonnen, they give him they give him a lot of grief because he's you know they say he talks too much or whatever. But he he always said, hey man, it makes no sense to drop all this weight and be. Uh, you know, dehydrated and not have any strength. You know, why wouldn't you just go up a weight and and eat and Fight drink what that you, you know to make yeah. your yeah to make yourself uh, strong again or whatever. So, yeah, you know what, man? I wish him all the all the luck in the world. Um, yeah. I know he's I think he's fighting Marlon uh, Morales, and that dude is nails, man. That Marlon Morales is is a bad dude, man. So he's gonna have to be at a hundred percent. Yeah, for you know, sure. To be able, yeah. So it it remains to to. To be seen what happens. I know in, in California, the California mm-hmm. State Athletic Commission, if that happens, they force you to go to another weight. They're going to say, well, we're not going to sanction any fights at this weight anymore. You either fight at this weight or you don't fight in California. I think maybe yeah. that should go worldwide. I mean, I don't want to see anybody get killed because they're trying to cut weight to, to get to a oh, specific no, weight or whatever. Yeah, it makes no sense. Yeah, uh, no I don't know about you, guys Cody that much strange. I don't know Strange. about you, Cody Rhodes, but I would never know anything about that or whatever because um, I always uh, did jiu-jitsu tournaments at heavyweight. I've mm-hmm. never been under two, 225 pounds, so who knows? Yeah, I hear you. Wouldn't know anything about that. So anyways, we're just – I mean, you know, it, we're making light of it, but it's true, man. I, I just don't want to see anybody get hurt or whatever. No, but I definitely anyways, don't want to see anybody get hurt. <laughs> let, me, let me shoot Batista a uh, text – Real quick, see if he's ready. We'll get him back on and um, take a quick break, and we'll be right back after this. Uh, take us to a quick break, Cody. You're here at On The Mat Radio. Don't forget, you can check out OnTheMat.com as well as MyLuckyGee.com. Make sure you check it out. Um, I forgot to tell you, Cody Rose, I took a trip to On The Mat store in Huntington Beach. Oh, and yeah. we have some time at the end of the day, I mean at the end of the show. I'll talk to you a little bit about that. Um, oh, wow. They had their big year-end, what's it called, Black Friday sale or whatever. Mm. So yeah. I went to go check it out, and it was <clears> – <throat> how can I put this nicely? It wasn't well, it was worth the it was worth the trip because next door to it there's a donut shop that sells donuts that have chocolate Nutella and Ooh. all this stuff in it. Well, I didn't know if Jessica knew about it, and we we ended up going over there. Oh my god, it was ridiculous. So that was that, got was, one of those that was pretty good. Here. Pretty good. Oh, dude, it was it was off the chain. But I was looking at some geese and stuff like that over there, and it, it was it just kind of left a lot to be desired. But anyway. I, I gotta tell you, man. I don't. I I, I can't say too much because I gotta talk to Scotty first to see if if we're allowed to because most of the stuff for on the mat is all online. Um, yeah. I talked to Phil, uh, the warehouse yeah. manager for on the mat because I've been trying to get us some shirts and some some gear, and he keeps telling me, bro. I, I'm sorry, bro, but all I got is smalls and mediums. I don't have anything over extra large or whatever. Talk about cutting weight. Yeah, I'm like, dude, I, we we might have to cut weight just so we can fit into the clothes for for on the yeah. mat or whatever. But while we wait for Batiste to shoot me a text back and, and let me know um, what's going on or whatever, uh, real quick, uh, Frankie Edgar's going to replace Brian Ortega, who's going to fight the Korean Zombie. This kind of what I'm saying. Brian Ortega was doing really well for a while, and then when he fought Max Holloway, I mean, dude. I, I thought for sure he was going to close that distance and try to get him to the ground, and he he stood with Max Holloway, and man, I mean, he just, you know, they say, oh, well, he proved something because he stood in there or whatever, and my philosophy was, well, you know what, man, if you can't take him down or whatever, just, you know, try to try to stall him out, hold him against the cage mm-hmm. or something, you know, or whatever, live to fight another oh. day, so he hasn't fought since then, so I don't want to say he, you know, because there was a lot of people Ortega could have fought, 
or whatever to yeah. keep him in the standing, but he wanted to fight Korean Zombie or whatever. But anyways, he ended up tearing his ACL. Ooh. And he's out, which was which was going to be a, a pretty big fight. But Frankie Edgar stepped up uh, again. Somebody who will fight anybody, and it doesn't matter. That's Frankie Edgar. So he stepped up right away. Said, "I'll take that fight, man." I don't know. I, I think it's maybe four weeks' notice or something like that. But Frankie owns his own gym in in uh, Jersey and all that. So he uh, he's always in shape. He's ready to go, which is smart because now he's yeah, going to step in. He, yeah, and he'll it's give him a good fight. So. Yeah, so we look forward to that. Well, I didn't get a text back from Batiste, but he, he might be ready. Can we give him a call? See if he's ready to roll? Uh, yeah, hold on just a second. Talk some, uh, talk some Lorenz Larkin and some Tatiana Suarez, as well as uh, Millennia MMA. You know, I have the address and everything here, but I, oh, here it is. I'll give it to him once we get on. Yeah, the, dude, talk about looking good in their last few fights. The two main, you know, big fighters coming out of there, Lorenz and Tatiana, have looked really good in their last few fights. And I mean, Really good. Luckily, I was able. Luckily, I was able to watch those fights. Yeah. Hello. Hey, Batista, it's Fabiano. You're live on yes. on the Matt Radio. Can you hear me, my friend? Yes. Yes. Hi. How hey, are you? Man, good. Long time no talk, man. It's been quite. A, how's everything over at Millennia MMA? Awesome. Same old, same old. How are you guys doing? Yeah. Well, you know what? I I gotta tell you, it, it's funny because I, I you know I I tried to call everybody and talk to everybody, but I completely totally forgot about Batiste and Millennium. We we oh actually my went. God. You forgot I, I'm about telling Batiste? you, dude. I'm, I'm telling you. I, well, I'm Mexican. I don't know. Well, I went off. We went off the air for a while. Some things happened. Oh, really? We were off the air, and we had like our last show. We had Scotty Nelson and Ed Sorres and. Uh, punk ass from tap out and all this stuff and then it was funny dude well not funny but the jiu-jitsu community mainly the jiu-jitsu community not so much mma they were like dude well what happened well what do we need to do to get you back on air and all that and i was they got a hold of scotty and said well what do we need to do and he called and said hey man let's get you guys back on the air so this is actually our second show being back on the air for a while so that's why i said man i gotta call oh, well, welcome back get, welcome yeah, back yeah welcome it, it just have you guys back and it just goes to show how the jiu-jitsu community, you know, MMA community is like, yeah, man, you know, we you got to get you back on and help you. So we really appreciate it. But I got to tell you, man, before we, you know, uh, talk about I, – I would like to – a few things I got to talk about. But uh, I've had a lot of people tell me that that they like the open mat that you guys have on Sunday. And is it just for wrestling or can you come, come and roll jiu-jitsu or is it just for, for wrestling only? Uh, just wrestling, 1230, huh. straight up wrestling. And I guess because it's the season is here, wrestling season, and they're yeah. like, man, it's great because yeah, a lot of the we also we do a ton of jujitsu all the damn time. I want to yeah. like, kind of bring more wrestling to the table again. You know what yeah. I mean? I feel like we haven't had enough wrestling practices, so I'm starting to really push more wrestling practices to get the athletes better wrestling. Yeah, that's what that's what I got a lot of messages and, and stuff like that saying it's good because uh, a lot of the wrestlers in high school, yeah, and they 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 once the season's over they have to look for places, you know. But the over there it's open mat on Sunday if you want to work your wrestling or whatever you're welcome to come down and check it out. So I highly recommend that you do. Now, I I, I got to tell you, man, it, it, I've been wanting to talk to Batiste for a while, but we had so much going on. Now, um, first of all. How's everything going with Tatiana Suarez? I heard she had like a little bit of a neck injury. Is she starting to come back from that, or? Yeah, she's training again. Um, she's still. We're still not doing nothing really live. I'll roll around with her, but I'm just kind of like a, uh, just moving for her real light, and then we'll do pad work and and just like drills and stuff like that. But yeah. she still hasn't. We started. We haven't done anything live. There's like a nerve damage in there somewhere. Yeah. So mostly technique. So it's healing. She said it feels a lot better. She said yeah. it feels a lot better. So let's see what happens, you know. Well, it's something that bugged her since she was young from college. Yeah. And, oh, and, you know, no she, she's definitely not flying under the radar anymore. People know who she is. And it was funny because I was talking to, to uh, Cody before we got on the air. And, you know, her last three wins are huge. I mean, she, she TKO'd Carla Esparza. And I think once that happened, people started, you know, some ears and some eyes started opening up, and they're like, wait a minute. And then, you know, yeah. she took out Nina Ansaroff and all that. So she was uh, on the verge of getting close or maybe even getting getting the title shot, right? Yeah, yeah, she's ranked number two. So yeah. Damn. we'll see what happens, you know. Yeah, but it, 
to me, because it, it, it seems like the people that come like that from a wrestling background or whatever, they're so driven and they're so used to the grind and, you know, from doing those tournaments that you don't know who your opponent's going to be, so you have to be ready for anybody. I mean, I think that, to me, has a lot to do with it because when she, it seems, when I see her wrestle or when I see her fight, it seems like she's not worried about if the other person's a jiu-jitsu person or a boxer or whatever. She just goes straight at him. And just, it yeah, just pressure. Goes. She's a pressure yeah. fighter. She yeah. likes to she grinds people out. That's her style. Yeah, That's what she's good at. She's got that cardio. She's got that gift of cardio where yeah. she can just keep a high pace for a really long time. And yeah. That's kind of, yeah. that's her niche for sure. You know, yeah. from what I've heard, it, I mean, I've, I was never around when she was wrestling. You guys were there. But yeah. everybody that I talked to from that time like her wrestling coaches and the people that kind of raised her. I spent a lot of time with them picking their brains about her. And their thing was she was always just high intensity, burn you out, wear you out, break you mentally. And I just kind of kept that style with her as a fighter. Yeah. That's kind of the way she wrestled, you know. Yeah, like not even any room to breathe. I mean, she's just right there. Yeah. <laughs> like no, no, no time to reset or nothing because she's right there. That's that's what it is. So I mean, I I don't know how it works or whatever. Batiste knows because he's been you know had fighters in the UFC or whatever. But I don't. I think some of them are like I, I don't want to say trying to avoid Tatiana, but they're thinking shit. You know, if there's somebody I don't want to fight, that's gonna be her or whatever. Because it, it, when I see her, it gives yeah. me. I, I went to a seminar one time, and they were saying how Dan Gable said, I don't care if you win or lose. I just want that person to come off the mat and say, I never want to wrestle that person again. And that's what I see when I see her. It's like, you know what? I, I, even if I do squeak yeah. out, I don't, ever, I don't want no part of that. I don't want more of that. Yeah. Yeah, so, we wish her the best of luck. Hopefully she, you know, she gets better soon and gets back out there because it's only, I think it's only a matter of time, man, until she, she gets that belt and really starts to do some damage. So we definitely look forward to that. Yeah. And, and not even, not only that, but, I mean, see, it's been so long since I talked to Batiste. I, I haven't got to talk to him since I saw Lorenz um, Larkin's last fight. I know he's got a fight coming up. I believe it's in Japan. But the last same thing. The last two fights that he had, he looked amazing. I mean, I don't know. Uh, like, I was kind of comparing him when I was talking to Cody earlier to, like, Robbie Lawler. I mean, all of a sudden, I saw him one day, and he was just on another level. Those last two fights, he, I mean, dude, he, I mean, he was moving. He was sticking. He's always been quick, you know, and he's always been fast. But, I mean, it just looked like it all came together, even though one of them was a split decision. I can't, I can't remember against the Russian guy. Or whatever, I thought it's the best he's ever looked. I mean, is it me or, or you, you see him every day? So yeah, well, I feel like uh, strength and conditioning. I feel like when he was on his UFC run, he had a strength and conditioning coach, yeah. and then he was like winning, losing, winning, losing, and then all of a sudden he started doing strength. I just feel like he's just like a super gifted athlete. You yeah, know what I mean, he's just got that super gift, dude, that not many people have you know what i mean his right. timing his distance his range and i feel like he's had ups and downs it's always because he's not doing strength and conditioning and as soon as he does get on a strength and conditioning regimen he starts he starts killing it he just goes on a win streak yeah. and starts beating everybody and then i felt like he kind of just stopped doing it for a while and then yeah. he was just like kind of his career he like he started like just not performing as well, and yeah. then I feel like he was. Uh, uh, then I feel like he started doing it again all of a sudden. He just he finally started to to get his head in the right place and started strength and conditioning again. Because I feel like he does everything else, you know. Maybe yeah. I mean, some few things that I feel like he needs to work on, but but I felt like the biggest thing was just. The strength and conditioning with him. Every time he does it, he's on fire. And then when yeah. he stops, he's just kind of, he's just not as, he's just, he wears out. He slows down. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I just felt like the big difference is he was in shape. He was in really good shape these last couple times out, you know? 
Yeah, and it showed. I mean, he was just moving yeah. and sticking, and I was like, God dang. What did you know, he's always yeah. been like that, but, I mean, he was just on. I mean, he was – and even – not even that, but he was – the way he was moving, he was slipping punches mm-hmm. and countering or whatever, like throwing the uppercut, bringing the head up. and yeah. I was like, wow. It, it really looked good. So now a big fight coming up in, uh, in Japan. Uh, it's Bellator 229, right, the big fight okay. coming up in Japan. So – that's you know that's a whole I don't know if that's a whole different ball game because that's what a eleven twelve hour flight you know or whatever to get out there so did they send you guys out there a little bit earlier or how long does it take? Uh, you know days? what I I'm not even uh, I'm not even involved in this camp to be honest with you guys. Oh, is that I right? Don't, uh, <laughs> you would probably want to talk to Romy and him on that one. Okay. You know okay. But I yeah, see him yeah. in here. It seems like he's working. It seems like his weight's down. It seems like he's, it seems like he's ready to go, you know. And I kind of looked at this kid that he's fighting, and I, I don't think that kid's gonna have a you chance. Know what, he's like to me, it's an older man, and he's just yeah. like kind of slow. I think Lorenzo's gonna KO him in the first round. Yeah, and is that because you you got so much going on? Because when I was uh, getting ready for the show, you what do you got like fifteen fighters fighting at Gladiator Challenge? I mean, there's a ton yeah, of them. Is, yeah, it, is that yeah. you got a lot going on? Yeah, there's a, yeah, that's that's an issue for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I gotta tell you, man. You know, the Millennia MMA, for the people that are listening, if you want good training, if you're in that area, I highly recommend. It. I've known Batiste for a long time, and I've said it. Uh, millions of times back when we were doing the fights at uh, Long Beach Fight Night, you know, Delo, who was the matchmaker, would always say, hey, man, you know, I want to put some good fights on. I want to want the people to come back. That's why I have the guys from over there come and fight because I know they got good training. They're going to put on a good fight. So if you want to check it out, it's Millennia MMA. It's at 8423 Rochester Avenue in Rancho Cucamonga. You can call 909-989-9044 if you want to go down and check out a class or if you want to go down on Sunday and check out the open mat, check out the wrestling and stuff like that. You know, I highly recommend that you go down and, and check that out. So, hey, Batiste, I'm sorry, man. Unfortunately, I'm running up against the clock, but – I, I, I'm telling you, as we are on the air today, the reason I haven't come down and d- done a live broadcast, first of all, is because Cody, my producer, has moved to Phoenix, Arizona. And even though oh, it's my well, equipment, you can still do it. You don't have to blame me. It's okay. No, well, well, Batiste, even though it's my equipment, I don't know how to set it up. Cody always set everything up, so I, I don't have anybody now. So as soon as I. Uh, figure it out. I definitely want to come down there and do a live broadcast because those have always been a big hit when we do them on the radio show. So maybe we could set that up for a Sunday. You're actually are you there on Sundays for the wrestling? Yeah, yeah. Every Sunday I'm here at twelve thirty. Come down. Come okay, set de- up. Definitely, we'll, we'll come. We'll come and do that because it's always and plus, like I say, Batiste, it's always uh, you know I make a day of it. I go down to Lucille's and then I go down to the uh, Bass Pro Fishing Shop and all that. Make a whole day of it. So definitely going to make one of those Sundays to come out there, right, my friend? Awesome. Hey, always great to talk to you, Batiste, man. I appreciate it. Batiste has been a good friend of the show and a big supporter for a long time. So if you can, make sure you go check out Millennia MMA. Uh, Again, that number, if you want to check out some classes or come down on Sunday, it's 909-989-9044. A million thank yous, Batiste, for coming on, man. I'll talk to you soon, all right, my friend? Okay, my man. Good hearing (laughs) from you guys. All right. Got to talk. Believe me, so are we. We'll talk to you real soon, my friend, for sure. Uh, Batiste Mansori, uh, everybody, make sure you check him out on all social media and Millennia MMA. Cody, take us to a quick break. We'll be right back after this. Batiste Mansori, everybody. that man Batiste Montori over there at Millennia MMA yeah I gotta get out there man they've always been you know cool uh with me and all that and I've known them for so long so I I got a whole bunch of new stuff by Cody Rhodes I just gotta take one day and just try to figure something out so maybe you can give me like a a quick in-service over the phone how about that are you still there Cody Rhodes
hello, we are not available now.